0: Welcome to Full Scope, a podcast with two guys in their 20s, giving their perspective on the games that we love, the headlines in pop culture, and the meaning behind it all. I am host Juanita Burns, along with my counterpart, Sabon Morris, and I have to shout him out before I even give him the regular introduction. Oh Has his God. new EP out, Connection. You know, I just, I gotta sh- I gotta shout you out, man. It was an amazing project. I want people to, to, to listen to How's it going, man?
1: going pretty good and i know you're telling the truth because i've sent you like in the early stages of my music career i've sent you songs like yeah they were okay they were all right they were (laughs) they were not just special so i really (laughs) appreciate the love
0: yeah man definitely and tonight we're joined by a special guest uh ricky coy um, a former college classmate of mine a really good friend you know knows knows so much about the nba basketball just has great insights on all sports thanks for being on man
2: oh no problem happy to be here
0: yeah, man, absolutely. And um, we've got a lot of topics to get into tonight. We're going to get into just, you know, some NBA, you know, the NBA's return topics. Um, uh, kind of like some few, futuristic, you know, free agency um, thoughts on, on Milwaukee and Giannis. And then the second half, we'll do our Warriors Thunder Game 6 uh, 2016 review. Um, but to start it off with the NBA's return in July, um, Adam Silver's 22-team proposal was approved by the league's Board of Governors yesterday with the 29-to-1 vote. Um, the Blazers were the only team to vote against it. And um, it'll start back up July 31st at the Disney Sports Complex in Orlando. Um, all 16 current playoff teams are involved, plus the teams within six games of a playoff spot, um, which would be the Spurs, Pelicans, Blazers, Suns, Wizards, and Kings. And um, there's also going to be a, a, a eight-game regular season format, and each team is expected to play one back-to-back. Um, the play-in tournament will include the eighth seed and ninth seed in, in a conference and you know the the league is also going to be aggressive in moving up the start dates to start playoff series when the previous round um, series comes to an end, and the finals format is going to include games every other day. Um, but what Ricky like started off? What are your thoughts on the NBA's return, the format of it, and how it'll affect teams getting back into the day to day the day to day routine?
2: I mean, sports is a lot about routine, right? Um, a jump shot right. is all about yeah. routine. And I'm just, I'm really, really nervous that whoever wins this title isn't going to be remembered as a great team. It's going to have a major asterisk by it. It's going to be gimmicky, like no traveling, no time to prepare for opponents. There's not really any true home Mm -hmm. court advantage because there's no fans there. Like I'm, I just, I get why they're bringing the game back and I'm very grateful because I've really missed basketball. (laughs) But I don't yeah, think <laughs> that the winner of this year is going to be seen the same as you know the the Raptors who won last year. It's, it's it's not going to be the same.
0: Definitely, and 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 obviously, you know, there's still major health concerns with there being you know more than twenty two thousand new cases of COVID nineteen and over one thousand two hundred new deaths due to the virus in in, in the U S. Um, you know, soccer leagues have returned to play around the world as as cases have declined in Europe. Um, but Saban, like what, what are your initial thoughts of, of this new format? And also, you know, you have the, the in tournament for the eighth and ninth seed kind of with the second question, like what lower seed do you feel as though would have the best shot to, to get in as well?
1: Well, that's a tough one. That is a tough one because I was looking at it from a, a, a couple of different angles and, it doesn't matter. <laughs> this is what this is, this is the crazy conclusion I had in my brain yeah. when I was looking at my notes. I was like, it really doesn't matter who's the low seed. They're not going to make it past the first or second round of the playoffs. Uh, and I, I know mm-hmm. that's kind of like, yo, just give us a, like a straight answer. But that's what the conclusion I had. I was like, it really doesn't matter who makes it in because the Lakers is going to win it all. Come on, like, <laughs> <laughs> I think so too. <laughs>
0: It just has no, that feel that the Lakers, like like this is going to be LeBron's fourth ring.
1: Yes, most definitely. Most definitely. He's healthy. He's been doing to the Tootsie Slide on, on TikTok with his family. He's, he's in a zone, brother.
2: He's in a zone. He's man. in a groove.
1: He's in a groove.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, it, I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron walked away with this one. But again, I think there's going to be major yeah. asterisk by it if he does yeah. win. And I'm honestly with you, Savon, I don't think any of the lower seeds have a major shot. Basketball is the sport where the underdog wins the least amount.
1: Yeah. Good point. Valid point. Yeah, Valid absolutely. point.
0: Yes. And and, and, and like, that's one of the major things, you know, with, with the – I mean, when you look at the lower seeds, like, them just, you know, really not going, you know, any any further. Um, In, in terms of just, like, the first-round matchups, like, that could possibly happen, you know, you've got – Philly Boston as a potential one, Mavericks, um, Clippers, um, like there's a couple of series that could be interesting first round ones. Like Ricky, is there any one in in particular from either conference as a potential first first round uh, matchup that kind of really has your attention?
2: Oh, definitely, definitely Philly and Boston, the one you mentioned. That's the one I'm watching. I think that's going to be the closest series for the opening round, honestly.
0: Yeah, I I mean, it's really one of those series where like as we're talking about Ricky, like Philly, Boston, like Philly, they have the potential in terms of like what Simmons and Embiid can do. And then with what we saw from Tatum and Boston, like, do you feel as though with, with how Boston was like kind of closing out that season with what Tatum was doing is, is Boston the team that kind of really has like the most potential, like outside of, outside of Milwaukee to you? Yes, I really think so.
2: Um, See, Philly has more talent, but Boston fits so much better. Kemba and Jason Ta- Jason Tatum work so well. Kemba attacks the lanes. He can right. shoot when Tatum is handling the ball. Like, they as a superstar duo work so much better than Simmons and Bede because Simmons and Bede both clog the paint. So they're going to have major spacing, spacing issues like we've seen all season. I mean, out of the starting five, is there anyone – On Philly starting five that either of you would trust with a last second three to bring a game to overtime or to win a game.
0: (laughs) Sorry. I wouldn't.
2: (laughs) Yeah, because that's a definite no from me too. I can't pick one. That's the serious question, but it was so funny. (laughs) Yeah, like it's just it's the game is so much about spacing right now. And yeah, right. They have none.
0: Definitely, and 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 that's and that's to me like 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 that would be one of the the major flaws flaws with Philly. But 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 Savon, like in terms of a potential first round matchup from from either conference, uh, which one kind of like potentially has uh, your most attention?
1: I think not to piggyback off of what Ricky said, I like Boston. I want to see what Boston does. They had that momentum going out of the, before the pandemic hit. They were firing on all cylinders. They took out a good Clippers team who had a healthy Paul George and a healthy mm-hmm. management. Wilder. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh Wilder. goodness. Stop, stop. <laughs> they took out They took out that team. They took out the Lakers. I love the moment. Like you said, they have a great duo in those. And then you have the supporting Cavs as well. I'm a big fan of Smart, man. He plays crazy defense. He's the spitfire guy on the team. I love the momentum. Can they continue this? Because we've seen them in previous years do big things without uh, a big-time guy like Kyrie Irving. They almost beat uh, the Cavaliers. And then last year with Kyrie, it just yeah. wasn't... It just wasn't it. So I want to see these guys. Can they yeah. continue that momentum swing going into this new set of uh, NBA, this new era of NBA? I hope this is not the new era of NBA. Because who wants to play <laughs> me a game in Disney? Who wants to play at Disney? Okay, before Where okay. dreams are made, we put a pin <laughs> in it? Did you guys see the promo? And I was like, whoever yeah. did this needs to be fired. <laughs> yeah. That Ace graphic out. design with the, the basketball or whatever it was—I was like, they literally was in there for days and came up with that concept.
0: Go came up just, with that.
1: Just resign right now. Just resign from a guy who's from the communications. Just resign. I mean, resign. That was
0: just like god just awful.
1: I'm like, yo, <laughs> what? And I you really all that it. time,
0: and that's what you come up with.
1: Exactly. You had months since March. You knew he was going to do this. It was like March or April. And you was like, okay, this is the last minute, guys. This is not an alarm. Let's do something real quick. What can we do? What can we do? You probably paid these guys- not a, drill. Them, <laughs> this not a drill. You probably paid these guys like 60000 $70,000 to do graphic design, and they came up with this? Okay. All right, guys. Good for you, buddy. That was trash, but I'll I take the <laughs> out of it. My bad. I'm sorry. I just had to get that off the
2: chat. <laughs>
0: yeah. And 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 dealing, uh, transitioning to um to a, 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 another topic with kind of like the, the future of the league, um, and Bradley Bill and a, a possible addition to him to the Nets. You know, over the last few weeks, um, it's been mentioned that the Nets have you know, um, internally discussed avenues to acquire Bradley Bill um, from the New York Times. Um, and, and They had an article about that, and you know, with an added superstar, there's um, there's going to be superstar demands and uh, championship hopes plus expectations, and they already had that with Katie and Kyrie. But even before any of that, it comes down to you know if the Wizards front office will be willing to let him go. Um, he's been in Washington since Ernie Grunfeld drafted him third overall in 2012, and he and he's just gotten better as the Wizards' overall results um, have diminished and they made they made the playoffs just four times with him and are in jeopardy of missing it um, back-to-back seasons. John Wall had the injury it has had the injury issues. Um Otto Porter Jr is gone and, and David um David is the second leading scorer, but when you look at Bradley Beal only 26 in his prime averaging 30 30.5 points, second most in the league and most in the Eastern Conference um, with 6.1 assists and 4.2 rebounds. Um Ricky, like what are your thoughts on Brooklyn's interest in Bradley Beal and just kind of how he's progressed in the prime of his career.
2: On paper, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, when I think pure three-level scorers, I think Bradley Beal and I think Devin Booker. Like, they're the three-level scorers who have the most pure jump shot at the guard position. Um, and I think Bradley right. Beal would work on the nets on paper. My biggest concern is, even with the pairing of Kyrie and Kevin Durant, is there's only one ball. Do I trust mm-hmm. Kyrie to be like Steph Curry and give up touches to keep Durant relatively happy? I'm not sure. Is Kyrie going to become too big for his britches and want more touches than Durant is willing to give him? I don't know. So I think on paper, it makes perfect sense because you have Kyrie at point, you have Durant as your big man, and you have Beale as your yeah. sweet, as your sweet shooting wing. That's a recipe for a championship on paper, but I'm worried about the personalities meshing per se, and I don't think Bradley Beal is going to be the problem with the Nets. I'm more concerned with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, who both have had trouble sticking to different teams.
0: And, and Ricky, like you've even said this to me before, if the, if there was a 2021 NBA Finals and it was the Denver Nuggets and Brooklyn Nets, I'm going to put you on record. You would pick you, you would pick <laughs> the Nuggets over the Nets. Like you, you were I, confident in that statement, and you, and you've told me you feel like like Kyrie and Katie is kind of like Russ and, Russ and Katie
2: 2.0.: Yes, I really think that I think Kyrie Irving has better shooting, but I think he exhibits the same traits that Russell Westbrook does. They're both very, very ball dominant, and Kevin Durant has not worked well with a ball dominant guard yet. When he went to the Warriors with all that shooting and Steph Curry can play even better off the ball, he came to life more. He was more flowing on offense. He shot the best he's ever shot in his career. His percentages went up, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I agree. I don't like the meshing of the personalities. And I think it would work if Kyrie would give up the ball more. But he left LeBron James... So why would he be okay giving up all his shots to Kevin Durant? It makes no sense to me.
0: Yeah. And, and, and I mean, and, and, and for the Nets, you know, they're looking at, you're just looking at the history of super teams and these types of assemblings, you know, um, happening overnight. And they don't want to hesitate on capitalizing with maxing out the top half of, of this roster. And, um, you know, this is a garden and Bradley Beal who's going to fit wherever he plays uh, there's risk involved when you think of you know what the what the Wizards will, will want in return, and the Nets can't really afford to just be patient with their instant expectations. Um, but to you, Savon, like, what are your thoughts overall on on like what the Nets' mentality is in Bradley Beal, and even if they can't get him, just bringing in a, another third star.
1: Well, to be able to get a I wouldn't I wouldn't trade for him because you have to get rid of Denwitty. You have to get rid of a couple of other guys that equals up to his, I think, 72 million two-year extension that he just got from the Wizards. Yeah. So trading for him, I think it's will funny. be I don't I don't think it would be a good idea to do so. I think you go into later this year, just like Kyrie said, worry about moving the pieces later in the summer. You get a guy like Aaron Gordon. I think it be a good fit. Uh, because the front court in um uh, with Orlando, I think his production has went down a little bit. But I think he he can flourish there. I think they need they don't like you, uh Ricky said, you don't need two guys that can handle the ball. I think Bradley Bill could be a guy who can uh mesh well with anybody. He got he's adaptable. I'm, but but averaging 30 points and coming to a team with two guys like Kyrie and Kevin, I think it would be a disaster. But on paper, like Ricky said, it'll be phenomenal because now you think you have a big three. But I think, for the money standpoint, get you a guy who could get rebounds, who who can work with you on the front court and the back court, the guy doesn't have to have the ball ninety five percent of the time like Kyrie does, and then you mesh well, and then you add you add some more guys in there. Do you move? I, I think you get rid of Dinwiddie. I think you put Dinwiddie up for trade or try to get something for him. I think he's an expendable piece.
0: Yeah, and then you look at a guy like Kyrie LeBert who just like really like you know he had that that phenomenal performance like against Boston and in, in double overtime and, and other players like role players stepped up. Like overall, the Nets like in terms of their role players having to like even accelerate their growth. Like the first year with with Kyrie, like he's he's looking for more pieces. He, he he's wanting more from the supporting cast. Do you do like Ricky like when you look at at what this team has and how it's been constructed in terms of just what the supporting cast has like even done. Like, let's say like they don't go after a third star and they're just like, Hey, we're going to do Kyrie KD and then let the supporting cast like build, like what would be your thoughts on if, if they just went for it in that perspective and just trying to like go full fledged super team?
2: I think again, I, I'm going to sound like a broken record here in Wellington and I don't mean to, but to me, they're just the thunder. They're just the mm. thunder from a few years ago when they had Durant and Westbrook and a bunch of other pretty darn good players that fit around them like you know Steven Adams and it's just I I hesitate to think that you just don't see it working and I don't see Durant and Irving being a championship one-two I think Durant is good enough to win with someone else but Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be honest as talented as Kyrie Irving is even if you would probably win a one on one against anyone in the NBA right now like he is so good with his ball handling and with blowing by guys and with his shot too it's just i don't think that he and durant are going to mesh well i think there's going to be a massive chemistry issues
0: yeah uh, i mean it, it, it's it's really evident that like that, that the chemistry there is is going to be something like that's really like like tough to 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 kind of like figure out and and really and really merge and that's going to be an interesting thing to see play out. Um, thing to to Milwaukee and, and and their you know big East lead and, and just kind of like what we think of Giannis's future. Um, you know prior to this year, Giannis had, had had has made four postseason appearances with the Bucks. Um, three of them included the Bucks being eliminated in the first round, and they had won ten of their first eleven playoff games before losing to Kawhi and the Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals and. They were just one of the 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 fastest pace and high scoring teams this season with 120 points per game and were one of the highest rated defensive units and Giannis you know was was essentially like the best at rim defender um, but but like Ricky like what are your thoughts on just like Milwaukee's excellence in in the regular season up to this point uh, with the season being put on pause and just the chances for Giannis to stay there long term?
2: I really think that Milwaukee giving the bag to Eric Bledsoe and for agency instead of Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon yep, is going to really end up hurting them because Eric Bledsoe does not mesh with Giannis as well and he disappeared last playoffs um, when they were making their run I, against the Raptors, he disappeared that entire series. Like, I don't remember watching one of those games and thinking, oh my, thank goodness they kept Eric Bledsoe. Like, I never thought that <laughs> at one moment. <laughs> um <laughs> and I just I'm really worried for Milwaukee fans like I know how it is to be a fan of a small market team that has had woes like I'm a Suns fan guys like it's tough being what? a fan of a small market yes. team okay. when that's d- different okay oh yeah I know <laughs> don't even get me started on how mad I was that the Suns didn't draft Luka Doncic anyway um <laughs> going back to my previous Luka point, we trust
0: Ricky, on this (laughs) podcast, it's in Luka, we trust
2: No, it's not. Don't do that. Don't
1: start that narrative.
2: No, we don't don't do that. We don't trust Luka. (laughs) Savon, I'm sorry, but if you look at Luka's usage rate, true shooting percentage, and assist rate, he is one of the best players in the NBA right now. Absolutely.
1: If Zion Williamson was never hurt, we would not hear about Luka Doncic this year trust and believe, or last year for that matter, because Zion was hurt. We, we, could, we could definitely debate about that. I'm just saying, we heard about, okay. We heard is- a lot about John Moran.
0: We heard a lot about John Moran this year as well.
1: We did, yeah. but if Zion was never hurt, when he came back, what, did, did he not take over? Did he not take over the narrative? Oh,
2: oh, he certainly did. And he went to Duke and he's very has a very recognizable national name. So yes, the mainstream media would have picked up Zion Williamson over Luka Doncic. You're absolutely correct. Doesn't and on top Don- of that, at his percentage rate, at his
1: rebounds, at his assist rate, at the number of uh, what's the what's the percentage I'm looking for? Because I have this on the back of my head. Because I knew Luka was gonna come up here. It's surely it was good. <laughs> I'm a fan of Luka. Come on, man, the guy's good. I'm not taking anything from Luka, but I'm just saying they made Luka. The the same thing you're talking about, mainstream, mainstream mate Luca as well, because we would have never heard about this guy. Oh,
2: I'm yes, just... but you have to admit Luca is good. No, Luca is really good. good.
1: Luca is Absolutely. good, but I don't think he's as good as everybody, everybody. is saying he is. Okay. We haven't seen him in the playoffs. We haven't, we haven't seen is... him take over a team. He hasn't taken over Dallas yet.
2: Not in he my opinion, he has not He has in the regular season, but you make a very good point. We haven't seen him in the playoffs yet. I'm not gonna In crown Luca to go after. Yeah. He hasn't even made a postseason. He, uh, um, he, he, he might be
1: another yeah. James Harden. He might mm. be. Might be. Yeah.
2: Anyway, I'm getting back to Giannis, which is the topic <laughs> we're supposed to be talking about. You guys got serious. off the point. You guys got <laughs> off there. I was just piggybacking. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally got off the point. My bad. I've never done a podcast before. So anyway, so as I was saying, I really am nervous. And I think there's a very good chance that Giannis will leave if the Bucks do not make a move to substantially better their roster. Minus. Yeah, because who does Giannis have on that team that you would say, yeah, you know, if that guy went to another team, they would win 45-50 games. As long as the team was halfway decent.
0: When they struggled trips. when they struggled against the Lakers. The second, the, like in the, in the second game where they played at LA, and it just was like you look at the supporting cast, and it's like okay, you got Chris Middleton, but outside of that, like what does Giannis really have to bolster him um to, to like a, a potential like finals birth? Well, I, I mean, you, 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 do, you do have you, you do have George Hill, you do have guys like that, but I'm you look Cal at that Eastern her. Conference Finals. Come on! You look Come at that, but right? you look at that Eastern Conference Finals, though, and Malcolm Brogdon and and, and and just the element that he can bring, like in terms of just like the 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 playmaking, the, the like the, the the smart shot making, all of those things. Like you're, you don't really have that this year as you did last year.
1: But no. look at look at this point, though, you're forgetting a vital point. Don't laugh. The Lopez brothers. If it wasn't for the <laughs> Lopez brothers, don't no, listen now. If it wasn't, <laughs> if it, I had to. Yeah, laugh. If it Dude, wasn't I for understand. those Lopez brothers, Lopez <laughs> something else. Long, okay. If it wasn't for the Lopez brothers, Giannis would not be focused before the game. He's doing SmackDown Raw moves. He's pinning the Lopez brothers down. He's getting him. He's in a zone. He's, he's in a zone. He's, he's in a groove. So, oh. without no serious, no serious though, I think. <laughs> oh God. He does not have a supporting. He really outside have the Lopez brothers. <laughs> no. I mean, yeah. they approved. The think- fact
2: that you bring up the Lopez brothers as one of Giannis's key supporting players <laughs> makes my point even better that he doesn't have enough to win. They did not improve.
1: Even- okay. They did improve in their their uh three-point abilities. I will give you this. George Hill, Kyle Corver or any of those guys are not a good supporting cast. I'll give you no. that. And the only reason they beat the Lakers is because Giannis was hitting from the three point line like he's never did before. I think his percentage yeah, was of like 40%, which is crazy for Giannis. In yeah. in LA. Absolutely. So I definitely, I definitely think he doesn't have a supportive cast, but I don't think he leaves because one of his mentors, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant, gave, Bryant. That him, gave him that mentality. Kobe didn't leave when he had those stints of where he didn't have good players at all. He didn't leave. Um, he
2: stayed Kobe true. Almost <laughs> accepted a trade to go to the Bulls. <laughs> almost. Na- yeah, really close to making it. He wanted a trade. Almost. So,
1: almost. Yeah.
2: It doesn't it, count because he didn't do it. No, it doesn't count. But if Kobe Bryant, someone who expressed such loyalty to his team, was about to leave out of frustration for his GM's ineptitude, what makes you think mm-hmm. that Giannis will be the bigger player? Giannis wouldn't so, do it. Yeah, I mean you can play with that thought. I think
1: LeBron played with it for a couple seasons, then he actually did it because they didn't do anything. But if you look at the what the Lakers did for Kobe, they went out and got him players. They got him oh, uh, Gasol. They uh gave, I mean I Steve awesome. Dash and uh Dwight Howard, they got some other guys in there, Dwight but they didn't do anything for LeBron. I think this I think they listened to Giannis, who was which is the top ten best player in the league right
2: now think so if, mm-hmm. if Giannis leaves, it will be awful for the Bucks. And, yes, I agree with you. If the Bucks make smart moves to substantially improve the roster, he's not going to go anywhere. He right. likes Milwaukee. He's happy in Milwaukee right now. Yeah. The only reason that that would change is if he can't get over the hump. Because Giannis Antetokounmpo is too hardworking to want to be remembered as the guy who never got over the hump. He doesn't want that. True. Yeah true
1: but he he also Absolutely. can take his talent somewhere else eventually
0: eventually South Beach
1: No no I don't <laughs> like him in South Beach <laughs> I don't like him in South Beach You know what that's that's a good question where do you, if Giannis leaves where do, where does he go I don't know if I'm skipping steps Wellington or not um Golden State
2: Go Whoa. Oh, okay all right buddy I mean it's I it's a possibility
0: Andrew Wiggins it's a possibility
2: Oh I'm um, I agree. It is a possibility. It's a possibility. He could go a lot of places. Like, think about <laughs> the Nets. They weren't talked about as a destination for Kevin Durant till just yeah. before free agency. It has so much moving parts, and let's be honest, guys, the NBA has so much tampering. We don't know who's talking to Giannis and his agent right now about his free agency a couple of years from now. So, true. I, I, I don't know. Go to Houston.
1: I like him in Houston. Go to Houston. I think he'll fit
2: well. Harden with Giannis.
1: One, two. There's only one
2: ball, Savon. That's
1: interesting. I know. I think Giannis can adapt to it. I don't think Giannis, I mean, he can, he can, I don't think he can run point as well. But I think the one-two game, and if he approved, that will make him improve his three-point abilities. Because if he adds that to his repertoire, I think he's unstoppable. As we saw, he took over that right. Lakers game because he was hitting from the three-point line. Now, he adds that to his arsenal. If know. he can
0: do that, yeah. if he can do that, like, like that's the one element. That's the one element from Giannis, like, overall. Like, if, if he can knock down threes and do that, like, it's going to be... He, like, he already is close to Ansaba, but that would just add another element to it. Just like how, we, how, how what we said about Ben Simmons. If he can add the three-point element to his arsenal, that would just take him to a, a completely different dimension.
1: You know what, if Giannis, if Ben adds that to his game, eh, okay, he'd still be an okay player. But if Giannis, he'll be a stronger mm-hmm. KD. Because KD already has all three of those. Yeah. But if Giannis, does, he'll be a stronger Absolutely. KD, oh, that'll be, oh my gosh. He will be the best okay. basketball player
2: in the NBA. KD is one of the best yeah. pure three point shooters at his size ever, though. I yep. think that's asking a lot for Giannis to shoot like KD. If he could, though,
1: if we could morph him to be like <laughs> KD, oh, yeah, <gosh. laughs> he, would, he would be the best basketball player that ever lived. Hands yep. down, he'll be a, even
0: a over like Kareem, G. even over Kareem, Savon. Kareem Kareem was shooting no three pointers. He was rocking the ball over his head. look, that's your greatest. That's your greatest player ever of all time. So I just wanted to bring that in.
2: True, true. Oh, interesting. So true. So you, so you like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the best of all time? All time. I'm talking from college
1: all the way to the pros. What he did. Okay. Yeah, I I just I think Kareem doesn't get the due justice that he. I mean, Michael Jordan was a great forty introvert. Basketball player who changed that aspect because no one could hold him, and he was energetic. He had that. Okay, whatever. I still think in my top five, and we're gonna do this. I'm just gonna give it out. No, Uh, Kareem, uh, (laughs) Kareem, Kareem. Shaquille O'Neal, all right, Dwight Howard. Don't (laughs) joke. I'm joking. I'm joking. joking.
0: (laughs) The show's canceled.
1: No, seriously, Kareem, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, AI, Kobe, and uh Mike. No, 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 no. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. AI, AI's out, LeBron. What am I talking about? <laughs> I was like, AI's in the top five LeBron. <laughs> no, he's top ten though. I think he's top ten. For his size and what he did in the league, and he shook Michael Jordan. Oh god. But he didn't win. He did not win because he didn't have a squad. Now if he would have left, he would have won a championship. Most definitely, but, he had the. Okay. He had. See, Ricky. Next had, time you're
0: on, Ricky. Next time you're on, we're gonna have to do our top five NBA players of all time to save on his brought up this time.
1: I'm interested. Wait, wait. Can he just, am, Ricky? Can you say yours real quick? Just, just <laughs> off
2: pure I'm, I'm <laughs> off <laughs> imagination off <the> dome right <laughs> now. Yeah, off the dome. See, Let's see. Here's the thing. This is <laughs> off the dome. I did not prepare for this. I prepared for everything else we're talking about today. So I'm not gonna sound nearly as smart as I normally do. But <laughs> for me. <laughs> it's Michael Jordan. Uh-huh. LeBron James. Okay. Kobe Bryant. Okay. Then it's Kareem Abdul Jabbar. All right. And at five, it's Tim Duncan. I like that. And yes, I am, biased, I am biased towards current players for a reason I have stats to back it up, which we can talk about later. I, I,
1: li- I actually like that. I have no That's a solid top five. Yeah, that's Tim Duncan out. Yeah, you can entertain Tim Duncan and Shaquille O'Neal. I think Tim Duncan is one of big man. Yeah,
2: I think he's a to better. Me, fan. Winning matters a lot, which took a huge account Absolutely. into my top five. So
0: that's one of the biggest things when you look at like before we close out for for our first segment, like with Tim Duncan and Kobe Bryant. Like a lot of people have been comparing them. Like to me, like Tim Tim Duncan had the better career, but like Kobe had the better like individual success.
2: Yeah. No question. But the reason why I respect Tim Duncan so much is he didn't care about the individual success. He would let Greg Pop- Popovich dress him down every practice. That's part of the reasons why the Spurs stayed good and relevant for so long. Because Tim Duncan let yeah. himself be coached and humbled himself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the big
0: fundamental for a reason, yeah, most definitely. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. to the show, we're getting into our game review of Warriors Thunder Game 6 in the 2016 Western Conference Finals. And to start off with the overview, um, you know, the Warriors, they entered this series with the best regular season record in NBA history. Um, They had won 73 games appearing in um, their fourth consecutive postseason for the first time since making six straight appearances from from 1947 to 1952. Um, The Thunder were 55-27, third in the West, and um, had defeated the Mavericks in five, and then the Spurs in six up to the Western Conference Finals. Um but before we get to the topic's Ricky, like looking back like what were your initial thoughts of how this okay OKC team would match up with just you know an historically great team in the Warriors um headed by uh, a back-to-back uni- unanimous MVP in Curry.
2: Well, I I didn't I honestly thought the Warriors were going to sweep them. I mean, I had seen Steph Curry wow. do amazing things all year and I expected that to continue and um it it, it didn't, obviously. So um, it was quite a shock for me uh, because I hmm, – how do I put this? I'm one of the few people who still believes Curry deserves his unanimous MVP and that he changed basketball forever. Absolutely. And I think once he retires, oh. he's going to be remembered as one of the top ten players in NBA history just because of all the legends about him. Mm. He revolutionized
0: the game. Revolutionized the game.
2: Yep. Just like a lot of people regard Larry Bird, Save on, in I hear you sighing. I
0: hear you sighing over Save there. On.
2: <laughs> Think about this: so many people regard Larry Bird in their top ten of all time list for similar reasons. Like just the legends about what he did for one game, like how he played mm-hmm. an entire game left-handed and won. Yep. Or mm-hmm. about how he trash talked the, the Pacers bench as a thirty-seven-year-old and won. Like there's just so mm-hmm. many stories about Larry Bird and how he took over games. Or even seasons and yeah. Steph Curry is gonna be remembered for similar things like the amount of points he dropped in the second half of this game for one. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. yeah that was cute that was that was, <laughs> that was a good spill that was <laughs> a <laughs> good spill to say that Steph I know this is not the point but to say that Steph Curry will be in the top 10 of all time is blasphemy <laughs> it really is it really is, bro. <laughs> top 20, I'll give you that. I will give you well, that. that Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller will be in the top 10. I don't... Michael Jordan, Whoa. Kareem Abdul. Reggie Miller. Uh,
2: hi, hi, Maybe Reggie no, Miller with no titles? He in the with top no <laughs> yeah, without. <laughs> okay, listen. Without a title. Okay. Yes, most I, I can understand. Like, I'm not mad or anything. I'm just shocked. Like, People have their own criteria for goats or who they put in the top 10. We can discuss it later, but someone untitled being in the top 10 of all time is very very confusing can't do it you you just i can't do it personally team success tells me more about a player than individual success like alan iverson talked a big game but he didn't ever win anything which is why he's not even in my top 20
1: oh my gosh wellington (laughs) let's pause this let's come back and let's pause (laughs) it go go to the sponsor (laughs) Are you kidding me? I, I, I just hope this is just for the just for the fluff of the podcast not, that you're not really thinking. I really think Alan Allen Iverson won't be in the, the top, top ten. Are you kidding no. me? If you put Steph Curry, oh gosh, if you put Steph Curry on the same exact team that Allen Iverson was on, and we've seen Steph Curry play by himself, we've seen it; he was not that good. He was not that Actually, good. Steph Curry just was good like, for the last four to five years. AI came in the league, made a stamp, and was consistent okay. his entire career. So, well, without a team. With Eric Snow, with um, uh Kimmy Matumbo, at his later mm-hmm. years, he didn't have Andre a team.
0: A Igu- oh, yeah.
1: my gosh. That's one player. You name one player. I can name you 20 players that the Warriors yeah. had, which Mark Jackson helped build.
2: Who that, doesn't that, doesn't does not get the credit, doesn't get enough credit. But doesn't also, get enough credit. Also, I don't understand how Steph Curry having a better GM is bad for him in your book.
1: But as you just said, you said, uh, he didn't win anything, right? Yeah, of you course. just said that if he didn't win anything, it is the GM's fault. Now, if AI would have left, of course, he would have. He would have. If he, I think it was a trade that was but, supposed to happen, he was but, supposed to go to uh.
2: Another, I forgot what team it was. But think about. But he still led it. Think about the teammates Allen Iverson did have, though, right? Like Andre Iguodala. Like who? Okay, this That's this is this is That's my big example. Okay, so my argument is: if Allen Iverson did have good teammates, he wouldn't make them better. He's like Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook had Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. really, really good. Hasn't won anything. Allen Iverson had Andre Iguodala, who was. Vital in winning three championships. Sure, he wasn't the best piece, but he was third, fourth banana on that team, but only because they were overwhelmed with talent, right? He didn't break yeah. out till after AI was gone. He didn't start being a good player till after AI left. See, AI and Russell Westbrook are very similar in my mind. They're both too ball dominant to make their other teammates better. Steph Curry okay. made his teammates better. Clay Thompson is an all star. <laughs> With Steph Curry, because Steph no, Curry god. passes oh, Clay Thompson
1: the oh, ball. God. Oh god! Clay Thompson literally took over a million games yes. with that same with that same point. We can I can the same point I can put it to Kobe. Kobe did not make the team around him. No, better. he didn't. He did not. No. But Kobe had a GM who got him players who brought him players to had that spot. The squad. perfect GM. For he him. didn't. That's, he didn't make true. anybody better. He, you think he made Paul Gasol better? Paul Gasol was already an animal in Spain. Yeah. He didn't make Andrew Bottom better. No, he didn't make Steve Nash better. No, he didn't make Dwight Howard better, who was on top of his game before he left Orlando Magic and you're, got in a few you, with the guys. You're absolutely guy. right. He, but better? the with that, oh, I'm not finished. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, the, the game is not, not finished. Really. He's, He's just warming up. up. He's just warming up. up. Oh, okay. What you just said, you just said, Oh, he didn't make anybody, any by players yeah, he was around a him. Better. Guard. When you're the scorer, when the team needs you to but be a scorer, a just like Michael guard. Jordan, Chicago, let me Chicago needed uh Michael Jordan that's to be true. a scorer. 76ers needed Allen Diverson to be the enforcer. Be but that's what his MO was. He didn't have anybody around him. He wasn't LeBron. LeBron's all-around basketball player. AI wasn't a enforcer. He was a slasher. He was a guy who could shoot. He could make, create his own shot. That's what they needed him to be. They didn't need him to be a uh, an uh, all-around a team player. And he, had, he averaged like mm. seven assists. He averaged a seven assists. Yes. What? What? that's a facilitator and he also averaged like 20 26 okay. 27 points his yes, entire I career know. He could score so to say and he led that same team to the to the uh the
0: to final finals, NBA finals. get it's the Lakers a I had LA 48 very, points in game one
2: yeah and I, I I remember he stepped over tyron Lou I I remember Yep, I, I walked that game. So
1: he's not in your top ten? Are you kidding me? I that's, think that's ten are better bro. than him. Oh, God.
0: yeah, as well. you
2: said Steph Curry was going to be I the said, top ten. Okay, I Steph said Curry when he team. retires. Yes, but this is the thing. I'm look. No. I'm going to respectfully disagree with you because again, we have different criterias for goats. In my mind, if you're listed as a point guard. And you don't make your teammates better—that's a real blight on you. Like Giannis Antetokounmpo might be seven foot, but he's a point guard because he has no one on the bucks, and yet they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. But always loses. Yes,
1: because he doesn't have a squad. Yes, same thing with the same thing with AI. They needed him to be this type of person. They didn't need him to make every everyone around him better, and he shut. Games out because he was the best player on the court. Now, if you don't have help and you're GM, that's why LeBron James left. The man carried the Cavaliers' he father's. He didn't have the right
0: supporting cast. No, he
1: didn't. They gave him Shaq. They gave him Shaq at the late years. Year Antoine
0: james Yeah.
1: That's and he and what he did with the squad that he had. AI is definitely top 10 greatest of all time. That's why he's in the Hall of Fame. Well,
2: First, Getting in the basketball hall the same isn't that hard. Talking about practice. practice. (laughs)
1: You're talking about a guy who got his hair braided on the sideline during a
2: game. I don't don't get what hair braiding has to do with how good you are at basketball, but okay. That means you're a star. (laughs) They don't let anybody
1: on that court unless you are a star. You can multitask. You bring a different element. That shake, him shaking Michael Jordan in his prom, is better than any shot that Steph Curry I'm not has ever made. ever good?
2: I'm saying that there.
1: ever. I'm just saying. I'm just giving. You said the moment Steph Curry uh, revolutionized the okay. game for three pointers. Reggie Miller did it before him. No, but it was too many great other players in the league. Oh, 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 wait.
2: Reggie wait, wait, Miller wait, 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 wait. was really, like. really, Reggie really, really, really good. He was. He was a great shooter. What but you talk about Reggie Miller. After Reggie Miller shot really, really good, <laughs> other teams changed no change how they played, and he never won a title. He did have a squad either. He didn't have a squad either. He didn't have a okay. squad. Okay. Well,
1: he didn't have a squad. He lost to a great... Uh, he he did. Team and multiple times. They, they had they players. Did. In a bitch. In a squad. That's what I'm trying to get at. Now, all these guys... If Steph Curry was by himself... He would not. He would not win of those championships not. if he was by himself. Now, if Clay Thompson was by himself, oh Clay, I want Clay to leave. I wish he leaves to show people that he's better than Steph talk. Curry. At one point, I don't want him to go. Now, Uh no, uh, God, uh, no. But I think Clay Thompson is better than Steph Curry. Hands down, and I, I, we can we can do a podcast just for that. Like, I'll go in for Clay. Hey, Splash Brothers, no Splash Brothers. Clay is the best on that basketball in his show when he went down in the last year finals. When he went down, and when Katie went down, Steph was by himself. What did they do? They lost. Steph is not, oh, come on now, somebody. Can I get an amen in this place today? I'm just saying, bro, we can, go, we can go into it. Because, okay. ooh, we could go into it. Come on, brother. Come A-a- on, somebody. Anyway, Come on, somebody. Okay. Get the tambourine. What I we, we, okay, I'm what, what, what I'm I'm was I trying guess. to say is I this guess. game
2: greatly <laughs> impacted Steph Curry's legacy positively, especially Absolutely. when he responded in the second half. Um, okay. But mm. I will I also say that. say that comparing players across eras is very, very tough, and we're always going to have different opinions about it's it. really tough.
0: Yeah, definitely, and, and and like looking over at over this series, just like the, the 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 contrast in terms of how strong OKC started out the series. Um, but looking back at it, Savon, before we get to the rest of the overview, kind of like what were your thoughts in terms of just how like the like OKC in terms of you know Katie and Russ, a lot older than they were, kind of like in that 2012 year, getting getting to their first mm-hmm. finals, um, not with Harden, but just kind of like how did you think they would match up with? Um, the best regular season team we we had we had seen so far.
1: Well, I, I didn't think they were gonna be evenly matched because they had some uh some undeveloped undeveloped players in Ibaka and uh Adams and Robertson was oh, a K-wing man, but he was a good defender. But we also knew about Russell and KD, but then uh James Harden went to the Rockets and we didn't know what type of team they were gonna be against him. I didn't know they was going to, to go up that fast. And be able and Russ was killing him, and KD yeah. was just an enforcer. And no one could guard KD, he was a mismatch. Seven foot sharpshooter who can create his own dribble and create his own lane. Like it was that mixture was crazy, but they got complacent. But I didn't think I thought the the Warriors were definitely gonna take this. I thought they were gonna sweep him most definitely because what they
2: accomplished that season was never whew, it was, was it like, was unprecedented. Unprecedented. What the Warriors yeah. did that year was completely unprecedented. Absolutely. there is no comparison to Kevin Durant and Steph Curry as teammates. Like I, I, I can't find one.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's really hard to to find one. And um, in Game One, you know, the Thunder they get a surprising uh uh one Game One road win with um a six point uh when Russell Westbrook had twenty seven points and twelve assists. Um, the Warriors, they bounced back in Game 2 with um, a 27-point win, and Steph had 28 points. Then in Game 3, headed to OKC, the Thunder win by 28. Durant has 33, and OKC picks up another home win in Game 4 with a 24-point win, and KD had 33. And then in the must-win uh, at, at, at Oracle Arena for Game 5, the Warriors win by 9. Um, Steph has 31. Katie, even though in a losing effort at 40 and in game six, the game we're going to cover at OKC, um, Clay just goes off with, with 41 points, 11 threes. And to close it out in Golden State, the Warriors win um, game Game seven by eight with um, Steph having 36 points. And um, transitioning to our first topic and what made this game so significant and memorable, um, you know, this was supposed to be the the Thunder's arrival in, in Western Conference crowning and, and the Warriors' early exit. You know, Clay was just... Made an, 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 an immortal image for the Warriors with the legendary performance and the final five minutes, the Thunder go one one of five from the field with, with uh, six turnovers. Even though it just even the series up, they they gave the Warriors life and it leads to it leads to um, Katie's departure. Um, Bob Bob Myers, the Warriors general manager, said he immediately rewatched it just to process what had happened and told ESPN Zach Glow, "quote I never do that. I just wanted to see what happened. I don't I didn't understand it. I still don't." End quote. Um but overall Ricky like with with all the implications it brought what made this game like so significant and memorable to you?
2: I really think this game was James Harden's chance James Harden's chance to go to the finals. Like if they had stretched this out to 7 games, the Warriors m- I was really impressed with Houston um sorry, I'm getting distracted. <laughs> I was really impressed with Houston up to this okay, game, and I thought if they had taken this game, they would have a chance to actually get to the final. Something I never thought could happen on paper, which is why you got to watch the games, right? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, like, and it's it's just like the the overwhelm the overwhelming factor of like Clay dropping three after three save on. Um, KD and Westbrook, they they really struggle in the last five minutes um, with a lot of turnovers combined. What, what to you kind of made this game so significant and memorable?
1: 11, three, 11 three-pointers, 19 points in the fourth quarter, Klay Thompson, yeah. crazy game for him. I think game sixes for him are like taking candy from a baby. It's <laughs> it's poetic in a way. It's It's definitely poetic because every game <laughs> six they need – he oh, yeah. comes in the clutch. He's on fire. Now, if he would have never got hurt. Ooh, they they yeah. Toronto would have never won that most definitely. If he cuz he was on the brink to go crazy, go bananas.
2: Yeah.
1: But no, that was the most memorable. 11 three-pointers, 19 points in the uh the fourth quarter. Hitting one over KD. Ooh. Get your chills yeah. down the spot. Oh. Clay Thompson from Maine. <laughs> Gosh, okay, okay, I'm just doing too much now. <laughs> oh,
2: I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about Houston's game six. Wellington, Were you talking about the Thunder game six? Thunder. I, I got, oh, I'm thunder. sorry. Obviously, yeah, Yvonne is right. Clay Thompson is a huge takeaway. I got confused. I'm very sorry. The main takeaway I had from game six with Houston was Houston choked.
0: And and, and, and to the second point in kind of like whose performance were you most impressed by? You know, Clay had 41 points. Steph has 31 points, 10 rebounds, and nine assists. Um, Draymond had, had 12, um, 12 points, six, uh, six assists, and 12 rebounds. KD and Russ combined for 57 points. And um, you know, it, it, it's it's overwhelmingly Clay in terms of just like you know, the 33 of, of those 41 points come from deep, and he has um, 26 in the second half, 19 in the fourth. And, and and like you said, say on Game Six, Clay is something that we just know is a staple for him. You know. Even more than his 37 point quarter. And, and when he dropped um, 60 points on the Pacers with just 90 seconds of possession, it, every three he had was essential for them staying alive. And the final three pointer he had with um, a minute 35 in the fourth broke the 101, 101 tie. And after that, the Thunder never lead or even score for the remainder of the game. But, but, but Ricky, like, even though this will be known as the Clay game and the performance he had, um, would you just overall say, you know, Clay is just, the, the thing you're always going to remember, or was there anything that, that maybe stepped it in, in the second half or Draymond that you think maybe gets undernoted um, as well?
2: Every championship team always has three or four players that are great at at least one thing. And yes, Clay's shooting was incredible that game. But I think what often goes unmentioned is how great Draymond Green is at the Warrior system of team mm-hmm. defense. Like, he's a free safety out there. Especially Mm -hmm. come playoff time, he is always locked in, and it's always interesting to watch. He's like Dennis Rodman was for the Bulls. Like, is he really that great? Would he be so great on another team? Probably not, but he's so good at the one thing, you know? He's good at passing. He's good at rebounding, but he's great at that specific style of team defense. And I think Draymond Green doesn't get mentioned enough on how well he plays defense in in pivotal moments.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um Sabon, looking back at it, it it's um you know Clay has the most overwhelming, you know, just the essential three after three to 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 keep the Warriors season alive and their championship hopes and historic just aspirations alive to complete the greatest regular season ever. That's the greatest season ever for 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 an NBA team. Um would you say it's just always going to be just looking back at Clay, or maybe like some some of the things that stepped in the second half, or Draymond, as as Ricky was saying, in terms of just what he can do with his versatility on defense. Um, also, maybe if something something that that should have been noted as well.
1: I think we're missing Andre, man. To be completely honest, yeah, he was that up. guy off the bench that played big minutes. He played thirty eight minutes that game, He had three steals. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he had like nine points, but he played big minutes. He was the guy who played against the best players he played against LeBron he played against KD uh the list go the list goes on really but I think him being that role player that guy who will do anything for the squad he's that I think he's the foundation of the team to be honest with you along with Harrison Barnes who we saw wasn't going to be not not the main guy we went to the Mavericks I wish he would have stayed with uh, the Warriors. Now, I don't. I didn't wish that for him. I wish that for Clay, but not for Harrison Barnes. <laughs> but Andre, I feel like he's that guy who kind of held everything together. I'm serious. When Harrison Barnes went to the Mavericks, he got that big contract. I'm like, yo, that's not going to be well. Oh, it's up. over.
0: It's not going to go well.
2: <laughs> Mark, I mean, Mark, what are you doing, bro? Harrison Cuban, Barnes has doing? probably done the best for himself in terms of earning money for not being that good. I agree.
1: <laughs> I agree. He robbed everybody blind without a, without a mask. Just robbed it. Give it. me the he check. got a big contract. Mark thought he was getting a gym. Oh yeah. We're <laughs> we going to add it with Dirk. Oh, Dirk and Harrison. <laughs> Dirk and Harrison's going to take over. <laughs> Dirk and Harrison, the big two. A <laughs> <laughs> media explosion, man. I'm like, yo, oh, why did they pay him all that money? Oh, he was a good three point shooter, yeah, of course. But him being just a solo player, him being even a in that guy,
2: game seven,
0: excited. even in that game seven against the Cavs, like it, it was just like the, from from the corner the, the corner threes that he usually knocks down wasn't knocking them down as much. And I think like that was another game where we just we felt as though the Warriors felt as though that they they were gonna need another player. To, to replace him with
2: if Harrison Barnes had hit a couple of shots that finals might have ended very differently
0: absolutely um, transitioning to to which player kind of had the most disappointing performance um, you know looking back at it you know when, when you look at at Katie and Russ Katie's performance it just wasn't like a regular performance from him you know scoring 29 points on 31 31 attempts um, you know, wasn't like the same type of, of, of elite performance we had seen, you know, from the first half of the series in the fourth quarter where, you know, you'd want to see him take on the closer role. Um, he shoots one of seven from the field, turned the ball over twice, and, you know, kind of was exposed defensively. And the last five minutes and 48 seconds, the, the, like the most just crucial time period for, I think, OKC's franchise looking back at just what changed for them. during Westbrook only had four points, six turnovers and two fouls. Um, but even though Westbrook just had a less than stellar performance as well. Um, Durant's the guy, you know, we just look to to close it out as he's one of the supreme, complete two-way talents in the league. Um, but for you, Ricky, like, who would you say, like, from OKC kind of had the most disappointing performance that kind of led the Warriors to get back in the series?
2: Russell Westbrook imploded in the fourth. He, he was making very, very questionable decisions with the basketball. And I think Durant could have closed the game if he was, you know, given the ball and the opportunity to close the game. But I remember looking at my dad when we were watching that game and looking at him and saying, my blood pressure is rising as a (laughs) former high school point guard watching (laughs) Russell Westbrook dribble the ball. Like, even as a former, former high school point guard, I was like, okay, that's you you might not want to do that. So if I was thinking that, I can't imagine how the coach <laughs> looking at Russell Westbrook was thinking about some of his decisions. So I definitely say in the Thunder versus Warriors <laughs> game six, I, I chalk up the defeat purely to Russell Westbrook, including in the fourth, because up till then, they definitely were in comeback range.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and say, Von, like, like it, it's obviously you know, Katie and Russ, the, um, the, the the main two that really struggled in that last five minutes and forty eight seconds. Um, who, who would you say to to like uh, to you kind of just to like have the most disappointing performance from OKC's perspective?
1: Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. Westbrook, sorry,
0: uh, <laughs> both
1: of those guys are the leaders. Uh, <laughs> Russell went 0 for five from three point line. Okay, that's kind of normal. Uh, Kd went one to eight <laughs> from three point line, which is not <laughs> normal at abnormal. all. Abnormal. In that fourth quarter, I think he had six points. KD did. I blame both of them, those guys, to let them come back from three one, and have let Clay go crazy in the, in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter for that matter, and have a low percentage like mm-hmm. that. Both of those guys, because the rest of these guys are still undeveloped. Surge. Uh, yeah. uh, Adams Robertson was like I said before he was a good uh, wing player good defender he uh, occasionally make a good uh, three-pointer here and there on the bench you didn't have Dion Waiters came in he played the most men- minutes off the bench he was a six man he didn't do too well uh, Cantor's played a little bit he didn't do so well so it's on you guys you know that's why I just I just put the blame yeah. on both of them because I didn't want to you know single one of them out one left after the year but you know that's that's a different story <laughs> But uh, um, not a big deal. <laughs> not a big deal I, at no, all. but no, I blame both <laughs> those guys for the three-point percentage. And like, like Ricky said, Westbrook used to make some. Why do you have the ball? Give it <laughs> to KD. What What are you doing? Like, I know you're the point guard, but why are you shooting a lot? Why last are shot you
2: shooting another three? You,
1: yes, when your percentage is is lower. <laughs> Come on, man. You got it. I know Inna Sam's like, no, I'm going to shoot myself out of this.
0: Yeah, I can do it. I got it. I
1: can do it. <laughs> then he went to a team who had 27 consecutive missed three-pointers. So I 27, 27
0: right consecutive.
1: There. 27 consecutive. Ricky, that's the thing we do. I never let Houston live that down. No. They missed 27 consecutive three-pointers. <laughs> that's very three-pointers. true. <laughs> I'll never let him live again. Every time he said, I say that West, Wellington will say 27 consecutive, like off cue. Like (laughs) it's just, flows. So that's why he said it like that. I don't know if you, you knew that 27 consecutive, (laughs) but no, um, yeah, both of those guys are for blame. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and and interesting to, to our, to our last topic with was a coach, um, or was a coach team or players legacy, um, elevated or diminished by the series result. Um, to me, it, it, it's OKC, okay you know, if they get this series win, it's their second trip to the NBA Finals as a franchise, but they don't. And, and, and instead, you know, you know th- their genera- generational talent and franchise player and Durant leaves, leaves, in the, uh, leaves for the summer in free agency added on to the Warriors being in just an overwhelming force and favorite. And, 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 and to me, like, I think they would have been the favorites against the Cavs that year. But you know, we'll never know what KD and Russ's production would have looked like, you know, in a second finals together, and how much they had grown since their 2012 appearance. Um, but, but to you, to you, Ricky, like, which coach, team, or player's legacy was elevated or diminished by um, the series result?
2: I know you'll think I'm crazy for this because I'm going to pick a player who's not even involved in this particular series. I think the person hurt the most by this is James Harden, because. James Harden, because of all this went down, now had a super team to contend with for the tail end of his prime. He had to go through KD and Steph, right? And then because of the yeah. fallout and because of all the trades, now he has the Clippers and the Lakers to go through. So I really think I will be shocked if James Harden ever wins the title at this point. And I think he's going to be remembered like Carmelo. alone. You know, both oh, yes. scored a lot of points. Both shot I agree with a that. lot of free throws. Mm-hmm. Both were pretty good on pretty good teams. Both imploded in key moments. Yeah. I just, I think he's this generation's Carl Malone. He's going to be remembered as, oh, wasn't that guy kind of good? Well, yeah, he was.
0: <laughs> a great regular season player.
2: Yeah.
1: Yes. That valid point, yo. I can't argue with that. That's spot on. Can't argue with that one. <laughs> spot on. Can't even say anything about that. That's spot on, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have anything yeah. for that, Wilton. <laughs> That's spot on. <laughs> that is spot on. Uh, I mean,
0: it it, it it really like like when you look at what Harden could have, you know, been able to do in terms of just not having to also face the like if he just had to face the Warriors, may have been a different story. Um, but having to also add on to the element of KD is just a completely different factor. Um Like overall guys, was there anything else um to use to, to you say Von, that just kind of like spit out to you in this series that, because some people feel as though like this game just changed the league for two to three years, because if, if the, if the, 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 the thunder like are able to win that game in that series, KD's mm-hmm. not going to golden state and the, the entire, like just landscape of the league looks different.
1: You know what? what we what we witnessed with that series and that entire year we saw the warriors had the correct formula to build a team from the ground up and be successful and win championships True. that's exactly what we saw with that team and i respected claymore as an individual player because i Put him in the smash, the Splash Brothers, or whatever you want to call him. I put him in that, and just you know, put him to the side. Okay, Steph is, is the leader on that team. Steph is the guy. Draymond, everybody else, Andre—they're just supporters. Steph, They they built that team for Steph Curry. Now, when I saw Clay go off like that, and was clutching those moments, I was like, Ooh, ooh is Clay Thompson a, a, a is a better player than Steph Curry, or is he that guy that is a sleeper? Because we've seen him go for 40, 50, 60 points. I think it was the highest it was 60, if I'm not mistaken. 60, yeah. We've seen him go crazy True.
2: like that. I will. And for him to do that. Oh, Sorry, I I just want to chip in. I thought of something that's very, very interesting and goes to your point. I think Steph and Clay make each other so much better, too. Because without the spacing that the other one survives, neither would get nearly as many open looks.
1: Mm, Sayon, so, yeah, you don't agree? I, I agree to a certain, <laughs> I agree to a certain extent because I think both players can create their own their own shot, and I think that's what's unique about them as well. They can shoot in space, spot up shoot, but they also can. It's a lot of times Steph dribbles and he creates his own shot and gives that his own lane or his own space, and Clay does it too. But I do agree that they do add that space because when Steph's on the court, now the defense shifts in a different way. He's that magnet now, Clay or Andre. If he shoots it, sometimes I'm like Andre. What? Okay, all right, guy. Andre, <laughs> don't you don't. Andre, don't you, oh, God, I shot him. <laughs> yeah, and Draymond. I, I'm the same way with Draymond, but when Draymond makes it, I'm like, Yo, Draymond, I'm glad oh. you shot that, bro. I'm not a Warriors fan after. I'm not a Warriors fan. Okay, I'm just saying that. Like, like he said, Ricky said earlier, Draymond is a get. Those that praise, because Draymond does an excellent job as a facilitator as well as a defender. He was a defensive player of the year one year. I forgot what year that was. Was it 16 or 17? I think, I
0: think it, it was, was 17. It was one of
1: those years. Yeah, it was one of those years they won, and he played lights out defense, and he, he, Katie's like, first he facilitated year. the entire... Yeah. Was it Katie's year? Oh, no.
0: 2017 no. So, was KD. 2017 was Katie's first year for that. If, if it's not then it will be 2016.
2: Yeah. Uh, I think it's 2016, but I could be wrong.
1: Cuz there's no way he wins it with Katie on that. With
0: Katie on that, with Katie on the court,
1: not happening. <laughs> oh yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. 2016 like I said. Yeah, it was 2016 cuz no
0: way he's doing that with Katie on mm-hmm. the court. With Katie on the
1: court. <laughs> Katie no. Not. Got to front go
0: to No, 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 no. This uh, might I be mean a... and, 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 and that's uh go ahead.
2: Oh sorry, I was just gonna say I was gonna make a joke. This might be a controversial opinion, but Kevin Durant is better than Draymond Green. <laughs>
0: Whoa, oh my goodness. <laughs> Hottest kids we're all at all
2: night. <laughs> I know, I just love to start arguments, boys. You know, just <laughs> Oh, that's a
1: good stuff there. You'll definitely do it, then you'll definitely do what? that.
0: To, to close it out,
1: player,
0: <laughs> to, but, but, but to close it out with you, like, why do you think like, like, like what's the, the one or maybe a couple of reasons you think Katie ultimately, ultimately left Golden State?
2: There was one ball. Ooh, okay. I, there there was one ball. And that's the thing that normally breaks up these super teams. It's either one injury or two. There's only one ball and there's only so much glory. Like, KD felt like he wasn't getting mm-hmm. nearly enough credit for the Warriors winning because the Warriors won before he got there, right? And it's just,
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Kevin Durant is one of those players where he needs to feel loved. He's always on social media clapping back at haters and all that stuff. So his mentality is, I need to be appreciated for how good I am. Everyone knows I'm good, but they need to tell me how good I am.
0: hmm yeah, absolutely. Well, Ricky, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on tonight as, as a first time guest. Um, thanks, thanks so much for being on, man.
2: Oh, it was my pleasure. Hopefully, you guys yeah. asked me again. It was a lot of fun.
0: Absolutely. Well, that wraps it up for tonight. I'm your host Winter Burns, one of my counterparts, Saban Morris. This has been Full Scope. See you later.